Hello and good morning on the 29th of October. This is the big kickoff. Yes, good morning on this spooky uh, 29th of uh, October. This is the big kickoff, and uh, guesting with me today is Darren Shields, as uh, Shannon was uh, frequenting Galway for the weekend. Nice. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning, everybody. How are we getting on? Not too bad. Right. <clears throat> We're going to kick off fairly quick because uh, we need to make a very quick phone call, would you believe, to my sister. Uh, who's running the Martin today? So we want to uh, have a you now chat with her and our merry group of mates who are on the the epic journey of the Martin today. Which is, I think, they're kicking off about half nine. So we're going to play our typical uh, Irish song first, and uh, we're going to just have a little quick chat. How they got into it, what they're doing it for, and uh, what do they plan to achieve? Is it just literally getting that body over the line, or or is any of them uh, hoping to be aspiring uh, Paul Radcliffe? Although I hope they don't do any Paul Radcliffe today. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to ask her about that one first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just uh, briefly, what are we? Uh, what else have we got coming up today, my good sir? Uh, we've got a little bit of rugby news. We have some football. We have all our general ah, kind of things. Then ah, we, the usual. Yeah, we have the wonderful people of Spartan Kickboxing coming in. Yeah, exactly. And there, if there's any demonstrations, they're on you today, mate. I'm, um, I'm, I've been sick. I can't do it. I can't take another beating. <laughs> I'm fed up. I came in here this morning to get away from the beatings. <laughs> dad, 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 get up. Jesus. Go into your mother. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so there's plenty of fun. And of course, we have a, a little a little spooky twist at the end. Absolutely. Uh, we have the uh, top five scariest stadia, if that's ooh. the proper word. Is it, it is stadia, isn't it? Well, stadium, stadia, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I'm spooky goings on around the world in sport. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously world. being Halloween on, on Tuesday. We'll hit up a few of Stay them. safe, kids out there, you know. Yeah. Stay lot far enough away from them fireworks. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go to our stereotypical Irish song. We're going to be a little bit scary slash uh, Halloween team today, where it'll be maybe in the band name or in the name of the song and stuff like that. So uh, see if you can keep up with us anyway. But uh, yeah, the first one is... To start us off, we have Scream Major. Scream Major, and that's therapy. therapy. Nice, good thumper. All right, off we go. Now that's a nice little barnstormer to get you going uh, of, a, of a Sunday morning. Now listen, um, as you can probably hear the background music or background chatter chatter in the background. We're going live to Dublin. This is how Rovin reporting we are. We're going live to Dublin where my my one of my sisters, I won't say how old she is, but she's my elder sister, uh, is running the Dublin Martin today with a, a group of girls. Uh, what's the name of your group, Car? The Spice Bags. The Spice Bags, right. Uh, any idea? Did you just rub that off my little gang of what, WhatsApp group? 
wasn't initially, but I'll claim it now. <laughs> no bother. So listen, might as well cut to the chase. How are the nerves before you uh, before you jet off? Um, yeah, the nerves are kicking in, but um, the atmosphere is fantastic. Um, the support, family and friends has just been fantastic, and you couldn't want for anything. And I suppose briefly, just to kind of on a serious note, what are you doing for today yourself? Time-wise? No, no. What are you What are you uh, running for? Who, what charity are you running for? I'm running for the Irish Cancer Society. Yeah, no, fair play to you. And, uh, you know, and is that, is that what you're doing for various charities yourself? We are. There's the Alzheimer's, there's um, Cancer House, and ICANN. And Hollistry. And Hollistry Hospital. Have you got everyone else covered? I think we've everybody else covered. And also I mentioned to watch how more as well. Ah, brilliant. Now, come here to me. How many is in your group are running today? And our little group is 13. I'm lucky for some. <laughs> and are you all going to stick together, or is there a few competitive ones in you that are going to leave you for dead? Ah, so you wouldn't know. There could be a bit of dust. <laughs> <laughs> and um, your own, everyone has their, has their own personal little time and stuff like that, but is there anything you'd, is there anything you'd fancy to do yourself? No, I just want to get to the end with two legs intact. Yeah, yeah. What did you say you'd do if you broke five hours? I said I'd run around Dublin naked. <laughs> so I think that's safe, <laughs> though, is it? <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. Would, you, hang would on. you like to talk to one of the girls? Absolutely. Who else have you got there? All right, so I'm going to stick on to Nula. One second. Nula. Hey, Nula, how are you doing? <laughs> no, are you all afraid? Hello. David? Yes. Are you all afraid to talk here, are they? I knew this would be a disaster. I knew this. Hi, oh, David. Very hard to hear. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Neil. Listen, how excited are you? Nervous as well as Caroline. All right, she's she must be running for the Irish Deaf Council of Ireland or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Now, I might get an interview with a seagull in the background there. Yeah. See, I knew that. I knew. I knew not to trust my sister. Hello. As you can hear, doesn't. Who's that? Nula Curley. Nula Curley, how are you? Listen, how, bad. Are, how are you feeling before you go into the big race? Uh, feeling really excited, great buzz here now. Uh, first time again with the Watertown Warriors. Yeah. We're all pretty much first timers here. So yeah, really looking forward to it, I have to say, great excitement. And do you want to give a shout out to anybody and uh, are you running yeah, for anyone in I particular? Give, can I give a shout out to my husband Greg, he never got home from uh, a flight was cancelled in Geneva yesterday and he never no. made it back so he's listening to the live stream. Ah, brilliant. My, my daughter Kate is in Iceland and my other daughter Lucy is in Portugal. Jeez. So hello to all of them and I'm doing this for you guys. Ah, that's brilliant and I wish you all the best Neil, alright? Super. Thanks, David. No problem. Take care. All the best. See you now. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello. Well, listen, it's great to hear from you, and I really do wish you all the best, and especially yourself, Carrie, you know, because I know... Uh, I know... Um, I know how much you really wanted to do this, and I know it's just a once-off, but at the same time, it's going to be such a buzz when you get when you cross that finish line. She's gone. Uh, uh, now you're starting to be off. I knew it. I knew I'd get her to cry on radio. <laughs> yes. My mission is complete. Love you. Listen, I love you too. And listen, all the best. And uh, no doubt I'll see you somewhere. And I'll sneak up when you're at your most vulnerable, when you're walking or, or getting sick on the side. I'll be there going, I knew it. 
No, you won't. <laughs> you don't forget. I'm older than you. I'll kick your ass. Yeah, no problem. Listen, you're allowed to say yes. You're lucky, but uh, we've managed to survive. We've managed to survive without cursing. So uh, no, but honestly, to, to you and Fiona and the gang, wishes all the best. And uh, I have your number, so we'll keep an eye on you. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how you up until ten o'clock. We'll we'll let people know how you, how you're doing and where you're going. Thanks again to family and friends. The support is absolutely fantastic, and to everybody that's taken part today. No problem at all. Well, listen, right. get yourself warmed up there. And come here to me. What kind of food have you got with you? I know you all have your little bum bags. Jam sandwich. Yeah. And um, uh, we have fudges, skittles, marshmallows. We have ibuprofen, strong anti-inflammatory, saltadine, this. So basically, drugs is what you have. All the basic drugs, yeah. Uh, drugs and sugar. <laughs> drugs and sugar. <laughs> I'm going to head now I'm going to drop off my bag and get to the start line. Yeah. so listen we're going to play uh, Keep On Running by the Spencer Group for you so hopefully you just keep on running and we'll see you at the finish line alright all the best girls all the best love you too bye 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 go on get lost <laughs> That's keep on running for all you runners out there who are about to take uh, take off in the Dublin City Marathon. A big thanks there to uh, my sister Caroline and all the gang from the Spice Bags and Waterstown Warriors. Hopefully, uh, the drugs and sugar will get them <laughs> get them over the line. Anyway, oh, I'm telling you, mate, that should have been the name of the group. Yeah, drugs and sugar. Drugs they should change sugar. it. Yeah, that was outstanding. I was getting emotional. Ah, absolutely, and so uh, do you know what? I'd be, I don't I, have five hours as much as I, I, I certainly wouldn't be up for it today. I, I'd, I'd, this time next year, I might make a bold statement, maybe in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, I think I'm going to get the finger out once and for all and get it done. If you say it on air, it has to. Well, happen. I am saying it on air. That's why it's to inspire me. So hopefully, just if, although the problem is, if you ring me live, if you maybe might go on the air with Shannon, ring me live, and I'll bring my phone with me, and they'll be like, "Right, bug, I was on this four smile. How are we getting on? I'm so much pain. Why did I do this? This is this." Stupid idea. <laughs> I need drugs and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's only after Moyle won. <laughs> Bugo hasn't left the, the, the starting line there. What, what's going on? You go live and there I'm crying on the, on the curb going, this is stupid. But uh, no, listen, Dublin Martin, first time ever on a Sunday. Yep. Uh, it's always been on the bank holiday Monday, which is great now for a couple of reasons. Uh, you can die happily at home on the Monday yeah. with your body, and I suppose it might encourage more from afar to come across as well, I presume. One of the things I've heard about this marathon, being a non-marathon runner, but knowing a few guys that have done it, and anybody, even foreign people that come in for this, say it is the best atmosphere you will ever get yeah. at a marathon. Brilliant. And that crack then needs to... Be allowed to express itself in the evening when you're finished. When you're yeah, exactly. Proper, yeah. When you're properly broken and you kind of go, okay, I've got another four or five hours of adrenaline in me yeah. before this actually dies, yeah. and I don't want to have to go to work tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's it's been going for just over thirty years now, and I think I can't think of the guy's name, and it's terrible. I should have looked into it a bit more. But there's a man. I think he's in his eighties now, and he's ran every single Martin. Yeah. And uh, good luck to him again today, and hopefully everyone. Uh, Gets around safe and sound, or isn't any too much mishaps. But I think it's it's the course has changed a little bit. But it's starting in the middle of the town, and it heads out towards the keys and out into the park, isn't it? And then yep. up through Castlenock and uh, back down and, and around. It. Goes in through Crumlin, I think, and then somehow ends 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 up around Belfield, and then starts working its way back into town. And is it Fitzwilliam Square? 
Am I getting that right? Yeah. The picture's very small. We're trying to do it on the hoof here, and the picture's very small of the map. But, yeah, let's just say it's it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, while we're there, just a big shout-out to uh, Jim and Trevor from work. Two They're lads, doing it? Yeah, two lads going in. And, uh, they're... These are people that are going in with uh, targets. Oh, toys. really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Now, Caroline kind of said, like, obviously she'd love to break the six. Um, five would be the ultimate. But you never know. Adrenaline, you never know. Like, she's been quite... She said she's feeling fantastic all week because yeah. she very much took that tapering thing seriously and very yeah. much took it easy. And yeah. she said the last few days she's really felt full of energy and ready to rock so you never know she might surprise herself today and she's uh, gonna smash it in the, yeah in the, with a bit of luck and the, obviously the we had um, bubbles running marathons and obviously we, yeah obviously we had uh kieran thompson on last week who was uh who's let's just say he's a, lo- he's a big gym but he loves the gym and he decided to kind of start the, the running malarkey that everyone else is in like running's huge at the moment and yeah. it's it's such a boom and he's doing himself and what he started off in a few races and then i was like shagging on going all the way and in fairness to him like he's he was very insightful there last week listening to him and uh hopefully he gets around nicely but we're going to get him back on next week to see uh how he got on and he's hoping around the four hour mark could be kind of the ultimate but he wait and see because i think he did the half marathon just over two but it basically it stems from the rock and roll half marathon that's the one a lot of them are kind of I like the sound of this one let's give this yeah. one a shot and then it's just far enough away that they go feck it we'll do it will we yeah. and that's what happened with Caroline and her mates but that's it and it even starts earlier now you get the start of the summer you get that uh, yeah. park series oh you yeah but that's five your 10k to build up build up to your half marathon it's brilliant oh it's amazing it's but uh, it's the same even with the uh, it, it's still going on I think it's a half nine every Saturday morning uh, the council one the park run yeah in that, Griffin Valley the one in Griffin Valley so it's anyone really, wants to get going yeah. and I think you you join you uh, you join online you're registered then and then it basically like you said as soon as you take off from the line mm. you're timed for your two laps at the park or whatever it yeah. works out about 5k it's 5k and yeah. it's any level yeah really really there's guys for training are doing for sprint training there's walkers there's guys pushing their uh, kids buggies around yeah absolutely and I think within a couple of hours you can go on the website and I'll tell you yeah you did it in 30 minutes it was yeah. your fastest time so far yeah. and it gives you your averages so it's kind of a nice little tag so something to start off with which you might see me doing in the next uh, maybe uh, maybe in the new year uh, maybe next Monday <laughs> <laughs> I'm already backing down <laughs> um, but yeah and just to finish off on the Martin um, a little funny story did you hear about the Venice Martin last week I saw the footage of this Unbelievable uh, Club runner Now in fairness to him He's not just an average Club runner He's, he's still one in two hours twelve uh, <laughs> He's from the Venice Marathon Club Yeah But uh, a bit of stroke of luck The elite boys Presumably Predominantly Kenyans and Ethiopians Yep Went off on the merry way And followed the bike As you do And then the bike took a wrong turn And sent them I think they lost two minutes They were 600 metres I think yeah. Of course. Yeah. Before they realized. They were about to hit a motorway, wasn't they? We were on the, they were on the motorway. Yeah. Just on the, on the feeder <laughs> lane, coming onto a motorway. And the guy on the bike goes, uh, there's something yeah. wrong I think somebody here. else waved him down. Another bike waved him down went, yeah. gave him the signal to and turn really, around. That, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a, in a marathon race on TV is that lads just had to turn around and go, oh, we've gone the wrong way. Yeah. And they're running past fellas coming. And yeah. it's that kind of thing. Did we tell them they've gone the wrong way or do I try to get a head yeah. start on the lads that are behind me? Absolutely crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But like that, not that we'd be cynical at all, but the local boy comes good <laughs> after his brother on a bike takes out. Oh, no. Could have been anybody. Alleged. Alleged brother Could have been anybody. <laughs> so you never know. There could be hope for us. Because I know there's a guy called Stephen Scullion who was very much, I only quickly read his story, uh, very much a talented distance runner 
had a few upsets along the way and start hitting the drink and starting partying too hard and put on three stone or something at the start turn of the year and then said right I'm going to go again because he was really going for London a couple of years ago and yeah. got a bad injury about two, two months to go for the qualifying and missed out by a minute and uh now he's gone today and I think he has to I can't I think it's 222 if he breaks 222 he can qualify for the Euros but somebody who's got a decent shot at being a half decent runner for Ireland and could get in the mix that is a ridiculous time though yeah 222 yeah but have you ever when you get up close to those guys that are the forerunners yeah at those things they are running 26 plus miles yeah faster than I can run flat out yeah correct for like they, they just are, over two hours it looks like they're sprinting yeah, thirteen are, miles. Sixty into don't 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 do the maths on it. <laughs> four and a half, five minute miles. For, actually, about four and a half minute miles constantly, constantly. Yeah, four it, laps it, of the. It's absolutely four insane. laps of the track, just over a minute, a lap. Crazy. For two and a bit hours, two hours, whatever. Um, so yeah, so it's good luck to everyone way. in the Martin. Wish everyone all the best. It looks half decent as I look out the window here. It looks like a bit overcast. It's not too cold this morning. It was 12 about twelve or thirteen degrees in the car. Perfect. So Absolutely perfect. and it doesn't look too windy out there. So hopefully it's a it's a it's a good uh, nice day for them. And uh, wishing everyone all the best and these get around safe. Uh, so coming up after the ads, we're going to start going through some of the uh, everything that's gone on in uh, sport over the last few days, and obviously what's going on now. We even have some breaking news. Like for the first time in ages, we have sport that's actually going on as we speak. So uh, this is all coming up after the break. You never get tired of putting me down And I never know when I come around What I'm gonna find Don't let them break up your mind Don't you look Isn't that from Pulp, Pulp Fiction? It is from Pulp Fiction Urge Overkill Urge Overkill So it's in the name there For the, for our little uh, Spooky tea <laughs> I wonder how How long people would listen to If we just talk like that For the day I'm already turning off <laughs> <laughs> If you've just joined us Yeah Yeah this is the professional uh, The big kickoff show here If you want to get in touch with us Our number is 0870627138 Or find us on Facebook uh, As we said breaking news It's not Don't get too excited people It's the World Golf Championship Over in China uh, It's not every day We get to have some sport Happening as we speak On a Sunday morning But uh, Dustin Johnson I'm nearly sure Was about five shots clear At the start of the day And he blew up something fierce He shot a 77 Choke. So, yeah, not like him. And Justin Rose is after winning by two two shots. Uh, he shot 14 under, shot a 67 today. It was um, basically, I watched a few minutes before I came in. Jo- Johnson was still two shots clear, so he definitely blew up. Uh, how it happened, I'm not sure. Uh, Stenson was second, and so was Brooks Kupka. Um, so, yeah, I think it's usually the million-dollar ports. I think all the world championships are all fairly big. There's three or four of them across the year. So, a big bucks for Rose and that pretty much guarantees him for the Ryder Cup already next year because yeah, the qualification so. would have already started so yep. he's pretty good um, and yeah um, most of the big boys were there thereabouts but yeah a bit of a bit of a surprise now for Johnson it's not like him to kind of blow up as he did he's, as you said he shot a 77 and yeah that's there you go that's a bit of breaking news for you. Yeah. but the reason why I bring it up anyway because I wanted so. to bring up uh, Chase Kupke Brooks' younger brother okay, okay. he's going down the same route as uh, Brooks and he's going to Europe first 
as his apprenticeship and is doing quite well. Um, but unfortunately, he did a bit of a Dustin Johnson today and he blew up as well and ended up 15th. But if he had a one today, he would have got his pro card okay. straight away, his full card. Can I ask you now, as a non-golfer, is the European circuit considered easier than the US? Um, I wouldn't necessarily... I'm sure the Yanks will probably say yes. <laughs> Let's face it. Yeah. But it's probably maybe easier to go through the ranks because it's cutthroat over there like with the collegiate system and this, that and the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. He could easily... Now, obviously, the fact that he's the brother of Brooks Kepka is probably a lot easier to get a couple of invites. And then once he shows that he's decent, he's already got his Challenge Tour card. Yeah. Once you're in the top 15, I think you can go into the full card. Like, there's a yeah. couple of different levels. So... It's just insane that the, the percentage of people that actually get to that level yes is just it's so elite it's so elite. it's one of the most elite sports and even that between those people that we would see oh he's top 100 or he's whatever yeah the they differences between them are minute like so like if you would take any of those guys out on a sunday morning yeah they destroy everybody of course and it's just about how they can cope with that mental pressure and those little nuances. It's just, it's phenomenal. It really is. I it? think I'd say, without knowing the exact figures, but I think it's only around the top 100, top 150 that will be on what you would expect. Yeah. Top, top money. After that, these guys would be, wouldn't be much more than you or I kind of thing and would have to spend. No, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though it probably might be a bit more, yeah. they'd still have to pay for all their travel, they pay for all the hotel. Well, these little, everything's for nothing. Yeah, and exactly. If anything, some of them are paid. They're given appearance fees. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Yanks will be given um, appearance money to, to appear in some of the European tour events. Like I think Tiger used to get about 100 to 250 grand just for showing up. And he's on his way back? Yeah, he's showing a few videos actually uh, to tie that in. He, um, he was actually in court the other day as well, ironically enough. So he has to pay a couple of fines chump change for him yeah but he's to he's subject for random tests for the next year yeah for a drink and prescription drugs and stuff like that so he'll end up potentially facing jail time if he's get caught yeah now obviously he's allowed to take prescription providing he has the paperwork and this and the other so I I think that could be a good thing for him could be fantastic no that little bit of pressure to stay on the straight and narrow is there keep clean and then just go out and do what he does best go and just play some golf injury free yeah because it's an awful shame because there there is a kind of a there was never that official changing of the guard exactly because that's the one thing I miss like there is your Spieth and Patrick Reeds and Rory McIlroy and all these guys they knew there was never that couple of years where they were playing where they had to have a go with them have you got it in the togs yeah when you're winning but Tiger's just doing Tiger two or three shots off and all of a sudden they look at the leaderboard and he's yeah. in three shots closer two yeah. shots closer do they have it in them and, and when you get that kind of go okay I wonder how he's going to start off with this drive and yeah. he just goes absolutely yeah. quids in yeah and you're kind of going oh no so it'd be back. nice it'd be nice to see it but uh, to be honest just to see him back out competing would be great because he is he's, he's one of the greats and there's no denying that um, it'd be absolutely shocking if he got back to the top but Look, just to get back There's out a there. Disney movie there somewhere. Ah, sure, and then some. I suppose we have to bring it up, but in fairness, it's very impressive. England are world champions under 17's World Cup yesterday. Indeed, it was um, Spain in the final. Spain in the final. Yeah. It was a revenge game from the Euros during the summer. Yeah, um, they're one 0 up in the in the Euros, and literally injury time conceded a goal and then lost them penalties which is what England do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jesus, they got them back and then some. Yes, they beat them 5-2 in the final. They were 2-0 down, actually. Yeah. And I watched a bit of it because it was on... I was watching it on Eurosport, but then I kind of fell on it by accident. BBC Two were showing it. Yeah. Because I was looking at the kind of the uh, results roundup show and um, 
you know, there's a big furor about him, but in fairness, he they're allowed to hype him up. His name is Phil Phil Foden. Okay. He plays for Man City. He is serious. I seen him at the U Cup final against Chelsea. Um, ITV were showing it um, obviously at the end of last season and yeah. he just looked tidy like just that little bit more than the rest a lot yeah. of them look very good but he just looked like he had something else Is the centre forward that's oh, the Liverpool Ryan Brewster he scored Brewster. two hat-tricks hat-trick in the quarterfinals against USA and yeah. then a hat-trick against um, uh, Brazil in the semi and then he got one yesterday so he was the top goal scorer he got golden boot with eight goals and uh, Phil Foden got the yeah. I don't know what's the award for player of the tournament but uh, no Full of individuals, like it was, it was, it was, it was refreshing to watch how they played. It was very much when they were one on one, they took players on. Yeah. Simple as that. They weren't as clinical as say Spain were no, when they got there, but just incredibly raw and full of pace and yeah. typical English athletes. What I would say though, as well, is you've got to give credit to the English setup at this stage because if you yeah. look at them, that's seventeens, nineteens, uh, under twenties World Cup, twenties, seventies uh, World Cup, they won. Uh, I think they've won a Euros. There was another one in between there. Yeah, I think they won a Euros. Semi-finals, the under-21s. Final of the Euros, 17s. So it's five years since George's Park has been created. And you just can't help but think, is this the knock-on effect? You know, look at France with Claire Fontaine in the early 90s. And it came to the culmination in 98. You know, and to be honest, in a weird way, you could almost say something similar to Ireland yeah. uh, with Abbottstown like I know it's nothing it's no George's Park with the hotel and their base there but we're starting to get a lot of like it's only a couple of games but literally yeah, look at this. we're top oh. of our table in the under 21s with Germany in it yeah. at the moment yeah. which is awesome uh, I think we've won three and drew one and we drew with Germany I the think. girls are doing fantastic the girls are doing well I think the, the 16s won the victory shield again because yeah. they're in it now instead of England because England were winning every year so it's basically North Wales uh, Scotland and ourselves yep. and they've won it again already I think they still have a game to go but they have it won already um, but there's a lot of success at the moment and you just yeah. can't help but think does this help everyone's in the same place everyone's kind of 15s are training on a pitch and there's Shane Long and all the boys only just across the road going yep. I'm going to be over on that pitch soon exactly you know and is that the knock on effect but if you look if you get your youth set up mm. sorted how much that affects later and we're kind of yeah. probably talking about the rugby later but you look at the, the Leicester yeah. system at the moment and how many players it's just a conveyor belt of course yeah and it's phenomenal so. but yeah it's it's interesting to see and they made a bold um, what was it like a mission statement a few years ago where they wanted to be competing for the World Cup in 2022 uh, well actually they wanted to win the World Cup in 2022 and all of a sudden you're kind of going well Why you not? can remotely talk about it because in five years time the other 20 guys are going to be in their mid-20s the under 17 guys are going to be 18, 19. So if you can get four or five between the two squads with what they already have, why not? And they've been there and done it and it does make a difference. And I think English, the English FA and the English, like they're starting to take these tournaments more seriously. Yeah. And they're starting to realise it's no surprise that Spain won all these tournaments and then seven or eight years later won a World Cup in Europeans. And same with France and same with Germany, same with any of them. Absolutely. Like Germany bets, it was the one time they got to a final in a long time. I think Joe Hart was still the keeper. It, it was the under 21s about three or four years before they won the World Cup. Yep. So it's, it's no surprise. And I think England are, now, they might shoot themselves in the foot and think, oh, we're definitely going to win it now. 
and that's where they might blow up but it doesn't matter it's, it has to have a knock on effect and well, all, all it needs to happen for traditional English players now is they just need their first decent contract and, yeah. they stop and Peter the Crouch put up a great Twitter like what did these lads did these not know we're supposed to blow up and lose on penalties in the quarterfinals <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> a good old Crouch he's always good for a quote but uh, no credit where credit's due and watch this space see if a few of them start making it but Phil Foden yeah they wouldn't let him go with Man City so I'm not saying he's going to play anytime this season but I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up in uh, in the city fall at some point because uh, Guardiola rates him highly and he was talking he full of praise on that yesterday as they were speaking but um, have you got anything what do you want to come up with uh, big hype in the rugby obviously was the Zebo oh, news yes. that came out yeah it, it's not it's a bit of a surprise it's a bit of a it's definitely a headline but it doesn't seem to be any animosity or kind of it's not as do you think it, it's, it's not overly negative anymore when people go oh, how dare they leave the, early, the, the, the country it, there's not that much going no, on well, really is there is it a big, see it's one of these things that the big thing down at Munster now isn't against Zebo. it's against everybody else that made Zebo leave it's not that Zebo decided of his own volition actually I'm fluent in French my dad's from Martinique so going over there he gets wheeled out we don't see it on telly over here but he gets wheeled out when we're playing a French or when Munster are playing a French team in the Champions Cup he'll get wheeled out for the French press to do the interview en français excuse me so, yeah exactly really really good but he's kind of he's been offered massive money like he's he not on not take it. he's not on a central contract at the moment but he was offered a central contract of somewhere between 350 and 400,000 euro which is mental money that's as mm. high as you're going to get as an Irish player from the IRFU uh, the fact that he's a winger just kind of similar to the American football and stuff like that it's not a very highly paid position even though people would look and think oh yeah they score all they're the, the headline tries. grabbers exactly but they're not a 10 yeah they're not a 9 and they're not a tie head prop you know what mm-hmm. I mean positions that are hard to get and take a long time to train mm-hmm. people into you can always find a fast guy to and finish would it be close to more of a, would it be close to more a million now kind of thing uh, if he uh, goes the rumours are if you were to go by Jerry Thornley in the Irish Times he's looking at about 650 to 700,000 yeah. euro a year doubling your money basically yeah basically plus you get to live in and Paris like, and have whatever else chucked we would jump at the chance of getting a wage like that but yeah. at the same time but he's this isn't Premier League money 300 grand a year and then your career is over in your early 30s yep. that money won't last that long no not yeah you might be a millionaire but you'd really have to live quite normal so yep. you need to set up set yourself up so lads going over and getting doubling their money for a couple of years I don't think the issue's there really as much yep. anymore I think, I think the big thing then as well was people were asking him if he's does this exclusion start straight away and clearly it does mm. if he's going to play abroad the general rule is these guys don't get picked for Irish yeah. squads because otherwise you're going to open the flood like floodgates yeah. and everybody will go oh wait hang on I'm, getting, I'm, leaving. I'm getting loads of money to go over there I'll go over and so I can still play for Ireland sorry there Sexton was obviously an exception yes purely because of as you said he's one of the sexier number, uh, positions well it's just we had nobody to replace him at the time you had a very young Paddy Jackson and yeah. maybe Madigan at the time and that that's all that was there I would imagine for all the 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 kind of Leinster conspiracy theories which have been bandied around by some Munster fans saying oh yeah this is you know one rule for them and one rule for us they've lost Marty Moore they've lost from just down the road here they've lost uh, Madigan again he went over to France and or sorry went yeah went to France then went to Bristol Um, but I'd say if Murray went Murray would be allowed play both Yes, because he's that good. So Moore doesn't get feature at all anymore, or Madigan? No, no. Unless no. there's an injury crisis, did he come in at all? <laughs> not really. Really? Not really. That kind of you're you're out, and that's it. 
Um, yeah, because is do Wales have a, a quota? Is it of three? Well, they're changing the rules. Because yeah, is it Reese the the lively scrum half? Yeah, that came. He always came on. He's a bit of a live war in the Lions tour. Yeah, he's going, isn't he? Yeah, I think they've they've just decided they're going to change the rule. Full stop. Just let people play wherever, wherever mm. they want as well. They're not going to worry too much about it. They've got. Um, Bernard Jackman now over with Scarlets has done a big turnaround over there and he's just kind of gone, look, I'm going to take all the young lads through. I'm going to try and set up an academy here and try and get that production of players coming through because, again, one of the things you get with, you know, playing with an Irish province, so one of the things that Zebo will have to contend with now is, yes, he's on more money, but he has to play all the matches. Yeah. He's not going to be rested. There won't be any IRFU directive sent out to his club to yeah. say, actually, he's played a few too many games. And there's a lot of rugby in France. Yeah, and they hit hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very attritional. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as you know fancy as people would think French rugby is traditionally. You tend to get an awful lot of lads just going in and getting broke up. Like, So he's going to earn his money. He is. I'm more luck to him. I really, I, exactly. I, I, I and, really and wish him the best. And like, hopefully, he, you know, he goes for a couple of years. He comes back. He's still only yeah. Like he's 27 at the moment. Yeah, I think. Yeah. He's got misses, two kids. You know, go over, have a great time, do well, come back, and hopefully be a better player for it, and then get back into the Irish setup. Why not? So watch this space. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. He's certainly gone earnest crust over there. Anyway, we're gonna go to uh, uh, 22 ads, and then should we be back with more news? That's Vampire Weekend. So that's our little scary team. Not very scary song, but a good upbeat song. But that's the Vampire Weekend. Anyway, welcome back to the big kickoff here in 96.4 Lippy Sound. Premier League. Premier League. Super stuff. Yeah, Liverpool are back. Has, We're going to win the league again. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> has a normal service resumed? Yeah, no, I, I, watched, I watched them yesterday, in fairness. And it looked like it was going to be a stereotypical Huddersfield were coming, parking the bus, our kryptonite. Yep. Um, very frustrating. Very that and crosses into the box. Yeah, long balls didn't offer a lot going forward. But very, <laughs> very tight, very compact. Liverpool didn't have a hell of a lot, but somehow turned it around a little bit in the second half. They weren't outstanding or anything like that. No. We got a bit of a fortuitous goal, but once we got the goal, it opened it up because Huddersfield had to open up a little bit more, and of course yeah. made it light work. So no, I wouldn't get too excited. But uh, I think it was one of those ones like they. they the media tried to hype it up with Klopp and say, oh, you know, did you give some inspirational halftime speech and yeah. all this? And in fairness to him, he turned around and went, what, what, what did I need to, what was difficult about seeing how they were playing in the first half yeah. and then realising that if we leave seven lads behind the ball to cover the counter-attack, we're never going to have a chance of scoring. So he said, just told two more lads to push on and then we'll kind of take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, City are the usual scintillating best their football is seriously impressive to it's watch at the moment unreal. so quick yeah. one touch and players who we wouldn't necessarily like well not that I wouldn't necessarily lads who who are non-City fans are going, oh, they're not that great they're, not. they're all looking superstars even Sterling and all these guys and we were all slagging him off when he went even he's starting to yeah. fulfil his potential and whatever Guardiola's bottled it up for him and really kind of made him the player who you would want and it, again, him to be and obviously De Bruyne everyone goes on about De Bruyne, but even Fernandinho yesterday looked classy yeah. even his pass for the first goal yeah 
it was kind of like I think he meant that for the first guy but he didn't he, when they showed it from the other angle he knew exactly and not many players see that kind of stuff especially in England it's great to watch but again it's one of those things where you look at Guardiola now he was a guy under pressure not so long ago you know that it, yeah. is he one of these uh, superstar coaches that is grand to go in when he can pick any players on the planet and just go fantasy football league on a Mourinho style but you can see he's gone in there had a team that wasn't functioning well yeah. wasn't playing good football and now look at what they're playing it's it's like watching PlayStation stuff you yeah. know what I mean it's that Barcelona I'm just about I'm one on one with the keeper but there's a guy standing completely unmarked on the edge of the box I'll just roll it to him and he'll tap it in Yeah, and that's it and it's unreal the speed they do it yeah. at their movement off the ball is just going girls for fun yeah and like that Kevin De Bruyne is a sensational player like he's just he's, uh, he's the player of the year. well obviously it's he the doors, but he keeps that up and Man City win potentially the league and whatever else it's, it's in the bag but is it vote? it's voted on this year this month or next it month gets vote, is, is it that early now it is. Is. I know it's, it's, it's been before, around it's I before thought it was like January February like no. halfway to, if it's that early that's ridiculous it's before Christmas it's definitely before New Year's so, anyway. so they're kind of thinking player of the calendar year even though realistically the hours vote on yeah. what's happening right now yeah. right okay so hence where you'd see you know centre forwards that go off on a on a massive run early on in the season yeah. will be you know what I mean we'll be in with a decent show for player of the year and uh, you know your fans can kind of start feeling a little bit confident again because they bet a sports side yep um, not a great game not a great game for either of them um, a few question marks for both really Lukaku yeah. once again very quiet in the big games because everyone says it everyone's like oh can he do in the big games and yeah listen the problem with Lukaku is at Everton Everything was centered around him. Every was. cross was for him. Every yeah. pass for him. They fed him so much. He was always going to score twenty odd goals. Yeah. With United, you know, it's not. It's a. It's an. It's a eleven man team. Yeah. Simple as that. Not everything's going to be focused on him. So maybe once in a while you have to work it out for yourself. And he hasn't got it. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane missing for. But that was the other. Again, that was the biggest question mark for me. It was yeah. um, how ordinary Spurs looked. Yeah. Without him, I know strikers they shouldn't are do. massive. But they shouldn't be if no. And you no, know, you look at that midfield they've got. Can I ask you a question before you say that? Deli Ali, yeah, is he really that good? I haven't quite seen it yet. Now I'm not trying to be bold here and make a rash statement. I just haven't seen enough of him to really kind of go. Why is he in this bracket that I'm reading? I'm not seeing it yet. Again, is it just me? Is it, is it going back to that thing of you know young English player coming yeah. through? Lot of, now, in fairness, you see some of the goals he has scored. Yeah, no, but, there's no denying that. But again, it's the consistency he needs. And that's yeah. what I mean. like that's that's the De Bruyne yeah. thing for me this season compared yeah. to other seasons even you know I mean? look at he him is as just best player every single game he goes out yeah. he is streets ahead of everybody else yeah. Ali sometimes for me disappears because I look at him as a big game player now by reading reports he should be up there it's Kane Ali it's all this so yeah, it's yeah. like right okay you come to the fore and he didn't yeah. and if anything they tried to get at him because yeah. he has a bit of a streak in him oh, absolutely. he tried to get him oh, yesterday yeah. and somehow he managed to keep it cool anyway because he knew he had to but um, yeah they're a bit disappointing um, but didn't really lucky, lucky enough even in the, the Liverpool game yeah. you can see and it is something that everybody's going to focus on and obviously Mourinho oh. and the boys obviously said right let's let's put the squeeze on him and let's, mm. let's have a little go here and see what we can do yeah. because you know give him a pinch wind him up get in his ear exactly. get him sent off but uh, yeah it wasn't the greatest of games either and it wasn't I'm not going to sit here and say oh you know he squeezed the life out because they didn't necessarily do it yesterday but it just wasn't no. For for the big game of the weekend, it was disappointing. To be honest, my biggest hindrance with United this season is I just want them to let go, just go for it. Yeah, like you see the did you see the goals they, they scored. Well. In, uh, I think they bought well. And the it's Carib- just, Caribou, yeah, Carabao, yeah, whatever it is. Some 
yeah other, uh, other uh, energy drinks are available yeah exactly <laughs> um, the goals they were scoring in that when they actually just go for it and just unleash just let those players mm-hmm. go but again that's not the Mourinho style like you look at all the wingers he's had over the years um, your Robbins and your Damien Duffs and all these guys he and doesn't play they, that way as much no, anymore no, does no, he no, no, no. it's just he puts them in a fullback yeah and that's their it. two best you, wingers are fullbacks Ashley Young and uh, Valencia yeah that's it's, it. It's and very I'd strange. Just, I'd love to just let it, just let them go. And let put, them now, rip. in fairness, he went with two up front yesterday, and it caused a few problems because, you know, why not teams try two up front? Because everyone is so used to the one striker and the, the mm. two wide men. It's like yeah. let's put two up front and let's give these centre halves a bit of it because they have it too easy. They, that's another one of their strengths. As far as is their backline, yeah. Alderweireld, Vertonghen, and all the boys have it nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, not nice and easy but they're just very good at what they do yeah. but let's mix it up and put two up there and in fairness it caused a few problems Rashford was in and around looking a bit busy Lukaku was meh yeah. but um, I'm kind of glad he's doing that because I'd hate for him to keep Rashford out on the wing because Rashford does look like he could be a serious serious player Yeah. and he's a, he's a centre forward all day long And that's put it, him in there don't put him out on the wing and ruin him but again you've got Lukaku up there who mm. along with his goal scoring abilities he is a massive unit yeah, you know what it. I mean and use it there's yeah. nothing wrong with it I'd, like what I'd much rather see him try that with a striker beside him than mm-hmm. park the bus and then if they do go a goal down say alright we're going to stick all the centre halves up centre forward Yeah, you know that kind of way there's nothing wrong with having a big guy up front and having a, someone off him you know that kind of way yeah yeah, it's always that our big bugbear with the Irish team is that mm-hmm. we will go for the the long ball up to the one guy on his own with no support. Yeah, so you know what I mean. It's nothing to say that it's wrong, but just have a go. Just let them free. I just I, they always look like they're you're getting about 80, 70, 80 percent of yeah, what they we're can do. We're literally doing what you want us to do. Yeah, it's you know. And, and if, maybe and if that's they try what something different, teams eventually they rebel, yeah. and that's when he eventually goes, or they might go right. I'm sick of this. Let's down tills, yeah, bit a la Chelsea because they did, yeah, dress it up all you want. They did, and that's it. It's a, a case of when things go wrong, they're like, well, there you go. If he had to let me have a go at players, yeah. if he had to let me take that ball on and maybe risk losing it, he has a habit of clipping wings. Check. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But uh, just uh, before we go to song, before we get the lads from Spartan in, do we go to the bottom of the table? Did you watch matches day last night? West Ham Palace right Right. remember John Barnes and the famous uh, 1990 league title where everyone goes why didn't he just stay in the corner and hold on to it yeah well Mikel Antonio who I thought was originally a fullback is now playing up front for for West Ham okay 2-1 up away from home massive three points for them massive bet the player another 30 yards to go went down the corner then got cocky went start going back in (laughs) And put in the most dreadful cross. There was three lads free. Now, he shouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. But put in the most dreadful cross. Palace defender chested it back to the keeper. Ball goes out. One or two passes. Out to Zaha. Bang. 2-2. 94, 94 minute. And the the post-match interviews were the funniest. Like What was Billage like? Uh, it was the most coded one ever but it was obvious he wanted to say Michael Antonio if I had a gun I'd shoot you that was pretty much what I said and Joe Hart roughly kind of said something in the lines of if I had a gun I'd have shot him basically he just said yeah we were a little bit unprofessional in the last minute of the game in other words yeah, yeah Michael Antonio what the f-? like he literally could have because he got away from the guy yeah and he was went down 20 yards no one around the guy was starting to come back he kind of waited for me like yeah sensible sensible yeah. then he cuts in Put it, and it wasn't the cross was horrible <laughs> it was hard but just stay there hold it yeah. going 
Dive for the free. It's the one time it'd say dive, whatever. Kill the bloody game. Yeah. Kick the ball up into the stand. Do anything possible. And he sets it in. And of course, that, that's a massive two points dropped. Massive for them. But if you look at the what the match during the week against Tottenham had done for them as a club and a coaching staff yep. for getting that, all that morale back up. Two wins from two. two would have been huge. Yeah. We were after not Billich could have said, right, that's at least bought me another two weeks. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? This guy could have signed the bottom of me P45. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But yeah, that was a, that's a bit of a, a Premier League round up. Look, we'll come back to a bit more news after we, uh, we're going to go to a song and we're going to get the boys in from uh, Spartan Kickboxing and uh, after that then we'll, yeah, we'll follow up with that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, we're this Song. What have we got, mate? This one is what spooky from, one have we got? This is from the zombies. And obviously with the two Liverpool fans <laughs> in, I thought this would be the ideal song for What's the name uh, of the title? This is This Will Be Our Year. Oh, some year. Live in the studio now we have Spartan Kickboxing. Is the official title Spartan Kickboxing? Spartan Lucan. Spartan Lucan. And he's a base out of uh, Scholar. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we have, obviously we know combat sports is so popular here in Ireland and obviously we, everyone is massive boxing over here and of course MMA is taking on a different, but, but there's others around and obviously kickboxing is one of them and kickboxing is one that's been around, in, especially in my time around Ireland for a long time. And uh, we have the lads here from Spartan, so we have, uh, actually if you all want to quickly introduce yourselves who you are, we have... Uh, Sophie. Sophie. Jordan. Uh, Nathan. Uh, Jared. Jared, no problem. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming in. So anyway, listen, Jordan, if you want to start, roughly give us a bit of a brief history about Spartan. Uh, Spartan Lucan? Spartan Lucan. I, I don't want to keep getting that wrong, so I keep on <laughs> Spartan kickboxing. Just give us a brief history into the club and where it's come from and from the ground up and where you are today. Uh, well, Spartan Lucan started in uh, the, four, the 1st of March. Um, started off... Uh, Right, had about 50 people came obviously that dies off but uh, yeah. at the minute we have about 30 juniors um, we train on a Monday and Wednesday uh, and an odd Saturday when a big competition's coming up so they get extra spars it's a sparring only class and then um, yeah we had our first competition in August and we brought 10 fires and uh, took back 11 medals 4 gold 1 silver 6 bronzes so that was good yeah so you've been going in Lucan since March and you're based out of school where in yes. Early Heights. Yes. And is Spartan is is there other gyms around Dublin? Yes, uh, myself and Sophie train in uh, Blanchestown. Right. Uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. And who looks after that now? Isn't he world uh, champion or? Yeah, Robbie McMenemy. So there'll be no messing with Best him, yeah. In the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's world champion now. Is that is that amateur or professional? Uh, kickboxing is an amateur sport. Really? Yeah, we don't get any publicity or anything. We don't get anything unless someone wants to sponsor us. And is that literally the way the, the sport itself wants to keep it? or? Uh, no, uh, it's trying to get into the Olympics, so it's a lot of work to get into that. Uh, yeah. Supposedly we're getting close, but uh, other than that, it's just at the minute, you have to pay for everything ourselves. Like. And is that, which style of kickboxing is it now? Is it a K1 or is it? Uh, it's point fighting and uh, light contact. Jeez, look at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> well, you have to stump me now. Huh? Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but 
if we go in, what age you see you've got a load of juniors down there what age is a junior starting uh, we advertise it between 5 and like 15 um, but like if they're forward and their communication skills are grand and their behaviour is grand we'll take them in like it all depends on the on the person like we try to assess them if they're forward and under yeah. like if they don't got the skill then we assess them and if they're able to join they can like you know fantastic and what would you see as the kind of be- the benefits for getting kids in that young like if you get them in about five uh, teaches them discipline anyways um, teaches them uh, coordination skills as well just gets them fit as well most kids Ireland's becoming very obese going to be one of the most obese uh, countries in Europe soon so gets them off that that bombs I love the way he's already started to censor himself now first thing in the morning you know what I mean yeah I know I like that so basically would it be predominantly juniors or have you seniors in the club now uh, just juniors at the minute yeah. uh, hopefully next year we'll advertise it as seniors also and obviously uh, the bigger goal in Luke and like one or two clubs that we know obviously famously Ed with the Esco Boxing Club which is yeah. another home of your own at some point there yeah I used to go to Esco Boxing Club yeah yeah well, you like to use your feet as well is that how it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the ring I just wanted to kick that's what I often thought sometimes you end up in kickboxing because it's like I'm struggling here if I threw in a, if, if I threw in a kick now it might make it a little, little bit easier I think I know where I'm going yeah yeah and you started is that where you started off in, in boxing and uh, no, I started off in taekwondo when I was four yeah got a black belt then uh, joined kickboxing but I didn't join Spartan until about seven years ago got a black belt in that then I'm loving it and how are you doing yourself, competitive voice? I know you're in Bristol last week. Yeah, we're in Bristol. Got injured, uh, unfortunately, in the semi-final. I was with my foot. Uh, long story short, just sprained my foot and had to pull out. And Sophie, you were over there yourself, weren't you? Uh, no, I didn't go because I hurt my ankle a few weeks ago. Jeez, I thought, sorry, <laughs> apologies. Nathan, you went over. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, actually. How did you get on? I uh, came third. Third? Yeah. And it was a fairly international tournament, or was it mostly UK and Irish base fighters? Uh, no, from like all over the world, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way different to anything like over in Dublin. And who beat you? Uh, I think it was Croatian. Big so, guy. Yeah. They're always big, aren't they, from Eastern Europe? Yeah. Uh, it's his only third competition as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fair play. And how do you find the competition? I enjoy them. Like, obviously, you train and everyone trains and all that, and you're, you're constantly learning. But uh, is the competition what really gets it for you? Is that what keeps you going every Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yeah, yeah. I love it because, you know, like, if you play football and you have a match every Saturday, like, you don't have a kickboxing competition every Saturday, so it's really different. That's yeah. what I like. And how often? And how like in Ireland? How much competition is there? Like, is it would it be not every weekend? Would it be once a month, or is there much going on? Uh, it all really depends. Yeah. Uh, at the minute, like coming up to Christmas, that wouldn't really be. And then it will nowhere. Like next year, there could be like three every weekend. Do yeah. You know I mean? And then it'll just like die off again. And it would be similar to boxing where clubs would organise themselves like as an open tournament, say Spartan might have one themselves and open it to yeah. people around, yeah. Yeah. And obviously national championships in, I presume and Yeah, national championships at the start of the year. Yeah. Seniors have two rounds, juniors have one round. And how close would it be possibly to get to Olympics? Uh, you don't know. Th- don't know. They're saying that they're getting close. It's yeah. pretty hard. Something about talk about like uh, winter games or something like that I don't know yeah yeah. So, so. kickboxing in the snow <laughs> oh, oh nice it's hard oh nice oh nice I love that I wouldn't mind as soon as you say that nobody looks phased on the other side of the table no yeah, they're, they're all ready. Ready. yeah no how about it? we're fighting in the ice we're fighting in the water it doesn't make a difference so Jared, how long have you been have you been in it from the start since March um, I've been in it for a couple of 
months. Couple of months now, and how do you find it? Uh, you enjoy it? Yeah. Do you like uh, getting the aggression out and kicking the pads? Because <laughs> we had the Esco Boxing Club gang in a couple of weeks up and his little really? Alana was a uh, real cute thing, real uh, speaks ever so softly and as soon as Roy said, Would you like to give Dave a punch in the chest? She literally just instantly said yes. Like she's turned into this little animal. And do you find that now outside of training obviously it's a bit of a deep question, but do you find yourself a lot more relaxed, a lot more kind of easy going and then you go training, able to get the frustrations out and your teacher's annoying you, your mammy's giving out to you too much. It's nice to get out there and get the frustrations out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get that water boy effect. Yeah, yeah. You start to just picture people's heads on the pads. <laughs> so obviously, just a little mention, because I don't want it to go on it too deep, but obviously MMA has gone up to a different level over the last couple of years with the likes of Conor McGregor. Have you noticed uh, a surge in people coming to your sport too off the back of that? Or is it something that kickboxing just takes along anyway? Uh, yeah, I think that people get into kickboxing to try and get in down to the MMA. Route. On to the next level, yeah. And obviously, would, as, as Darren mentioned before, would, would guys from MMA come down to you guys to practice the likes of striking and kicking and stuff like that? Uh, not at the minute, but uh, in, Robbie's. in Robbie's, yeah. yeah. In, our, our, in our own club, yeah, people come down. But um, it is good because it builds more of a foundation. Like uh, the, type of point, the type of fighting, the points fighting does... Um, it uh, helps your movement because it's really explosive. You get in, you get your scores, and get back out, um, and that's good for anything really. Like you can build off from that. Like you know, instead of like uh, most MMA or boxing is real flat-footed and real squared on. Whereas like if you look at like Floyd Mayweather, he boxes on the outside of the ring, real movement. Yeah, it's the yeah. exact same. He picks off his scores. Like it's the exact same. And the kickboxing like really explosive you get your scars get back out like hit and not get hit which is the main thing like you know and would you say your kind of introduction into combat sports to the taekwondo helped that because that's really fast footwork uh, that's uh, there's two different types of taekwondo yeah. uh, the Olympic one is probably like really fast yeah. like footwork but I did uh, an ITF it's sort of the exact same as kickboxing yeah um, it helped it's more traditional more strong punches and kicks um, yeah but kickboxing really helped me to develop as a fighter. Like, good stuff. Uh, made me faster. Made me more, uh, more movement better. So. And what will go into a kind of standard training session? So will we start off with kind of the younger lads then, or younger girls when they're up? Um, what would be a, a kind of standard session now when they come up on? What time are you training there on, from, on a Monday? From six to seven. Six to seven. So like, we didn't really like. Uh, go easy on them like we sort of like just throw them into the deep end and just like here you go <laughs> but uh, at the start they come in and they do a warm for about 15 minutes and then they do a stretch for about 15 minutes yeah flexibility would be a big thing yeah, yeah yeah very good stretch Jared does one of the best in the class for the, the fella anyways so obviously splits is quite easy for you Dennis yeah he's nearly to the ground and beyond yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no thanks and then uh, a bit of pads and then a bit of sparring like yeah um, it changes fairly it's like everything we try to mix it up like uh, the warm up would be different every day or uh, the stretching uh, we try to keep the stretching the, kind of the same because like you can work from it and that's the only way you can improve is like yeah. keep on practicing which stretching is very important and then um, yeah we, we're starting to do like fitness tests once a month like because it's good yeah. we, uh, we did a fitness test there last week 
and uh, it, it gauges us uh, to see how fit they are and how how uh, much work we need to do with them and the fitness and all like you know so uh, so what is the in competition what is, how many rounds is there and how many minutes per round like? uh, for them it's only one one round it varies between two minutes yeah. and a uh, minute and a half but internationally like night and four two one and a half is it did it wait two rounds no I think it was was it one and then it went into extra time oh yeah and then um, yeah like if you go advanced um, it's it varies between two and three rounds if you go into world world championships and European championships, it's three two minutes. So it's very short and sharp. Yeah, but you're constantly on your toes, really. Like it's a completely different sport to say boxing, where you can kind of get that little twenty minute, twenty seconds, thirty seconds of hugging each other and holding and getting yeah. your breath. Well, yeah, yeah, you can. When you're using hands and feet, I presume you can't. Yeah, you can't switch off. <laughs> you can look sort of like. If you're tired, like, ref, I need to fix my gloves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away <laughs> your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other than that, yeah, and you get them in a break and it just feels like ten seconds, like you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it all like it all comes in training. Like the more the more spars you do, the the better fitness you have. Like you know what I mean. And you were talking about the fitness there. So obviously they train twice a week. Would you advise them to maybe go out for jogs or runs and build up a bit of cardio on the on, on off days, or is uh, that something? Not yet. It's yeah. still early. Like we're only open a few months. It's there's no need for them to train too much because yeah. at the end of the day they're only beginners if they train too much they'll get bored of it you know it's so too much pressure on themselves so your stable guys are very much they've started since March this is all brand new pretty much everyone yeah. that's in the group like it's like there's no point doing too much like do like less but more quality like you know if, if there's a competition coming up we do the Saturday classes spar on only like yeah. if they go in and just spar like for the whole hour so so have you got a few budding stars do you think Already, have you a few budding stars already? Uh, yeah, we have, yeah, we have a good few. Yeah, it's anyone good. in the room? Uh, yeah, the two the two boys have very good potential. <laughs> that's why I brought them here. Yeah, and um, I've been PT and since like last year or something, or something like that. A bit probably a bit longer. Yeah, um, that's why he came with us to the international competition because he's not really a beginner. Like, you, have, yeah. you still have to throw him in because it's the first competition. Well, first of three competitions. Try build up his confidence, but. Um, he's like an intermediate, like because I've been paying him for like yeah. a year. And obviously, Sophie, yeah. women's like obviously Katie the world champion yesterday. Jeez, we never even mentioned that yet. Oh, yeah. Isn't that scandal? The first Shocking. thing we, we did news earlier on, and I literally just remembered I haven't mentioned the fact that we have a world champion Katie Taylor. <laughs> we'll obviously talk about it later on. Women's sport, especially combat sports, is coming up to such a, a high level now. And yeah. even talking to lads of boxing and stuff like that, like especially in training, women are very much follow the rule book more today. While lads are a bit more loose and a bit more, nice. I'll try this myself. Like when the <laughs> girls will follow your So technically, you almost would be on a higher level than the lads. Yeah. How are you finding? Have you noticed it going up a level or two? Because how long have you been doing this now yourself? Uh, fourteen years. So you've been, yeah. So you've been in a long enough. Have you noticed over the last four or five years, maybe so to speak, with the popularity of women's combat sports going up a level, that like, the competition's getting a lot tighter, a lot. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I find my section. I fight minus sixty. Yeah. And I find that section huge, and everyone in it, like, you don't underestimate at all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously in Ireland, it's massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have you? Uh, competed internationally obviously over the last couple oh, of years yeah. and how are you getting on yeah grand <laughs> how you, and uh, what's kind of your highlights for yourself so far um i two years ago i became wacko european champion 
Uh, I got nominated as best female point fighter that year. Um, at the minute, I'm ranked second, third, and ninth in three different divisions around the world. And a few years ago, I went to the US Open and won that. There you go. That puts you in your place. I'm <laughs> and that wacko is huge outside of Ireland, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. remember being over at a, a, a training thing over in Alicante before, and there was a tournament there, maybe. Was the last year or the year before? Can't remember. Years are all blending in now. But yeah. literally, they would they took over that whole area, and <laughs> every single country was represented, yeah. and full teams like that coming in. So the, the tournaments cover juniors and seniors all together. Is that a, is that a normal thing, um, or is it just usually you have a junior tournament and then a senior tournament separate? Well, no competitions like international competitions. There would be junior and senior. Yeah. But for the likes of the world championships and the European championships, it's split. So the juniors was back in. It's between August and September, and then the seniors is in November. That's class. Jesus. And I know we're on the radio, but just. The four people across, they are absolutely jacked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I know you oh yeah, we're training two days a week, but you must be looking after yourselves as well, nutritionally and stuff as well with that. Is that a big thing now of your training? Yeah, like, especially when you're going to the likes of the world or the Europeans, like, it is, like, essential to look after your nutrition and your health. Yeah. Like, obviously, when you're preparing for that, like, you're going to do more days of training, like, it's going to be maybe twice a day even. You might have one day off during the week and that's it. Cool. And do you have much trouble with the likes of cutting weight or anything like that yourself? Or I don't, no. No, <laughs> you're fairly much on it. Is it yeah. 60 kg? Or yeah. Yeah, so you're pretty much around that weight con- consistently. Yeah. Yeah, because you see a few videos of certain sports where it's just scary watching them getting, they can barely even stand standing on the way. I fought at 69s. I moved up last year, I fought at 63s. Uh, wasn't really pushed on uh, <laughs> if you want to say <laughs> but uh, moved up to 69 but again I, I go to the gym every day I just want to get a bit bigger so I'm about sitting at about 71 at the minute mm. um, I cut there for Bristol to get to 69 nothing it's easy if on your bulking you get a bit of excess fat so like it's there to lose like you know yeah. um, probably bulk up to about 73 kilos get a bit bigger and then cut back down to 69s and then in the junior levels our guys only starting up is it kind of more whatever weight they are yeah, at the time they don't it's not yeah. really kind of pushed on younger kids actually we, we're going to try and cut them it's very much yeah. whatever weight you are but that's the division you're going to go into so there's no yeah. pressure on it is, no. is that the way it is uh, yeah. it's, un- it's unhealthy for a kid yeah. to be dieting you wouldn't exactly. recommend them until you're about 16 years and is it at a certain age then there's potential where you can kind of get into weight or whatever if you wanted to whatever weight 16. Be, from 16 yeah. Like, yeah. well it's up to you like if yeah. you want to put all the work into it but hmm. Like if you want, if Nathan was uh, gonna fight like minus fifty sevens at one stage, <laughs> or minus sixty threes or something, and uh, it's just like no, just eat, just don't. You're too young. Like yeah. oh, I started doing it, and <laughs> look, look at me now, I'm tiny. <laughs> 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 you know, so it's it's not good. You're not getting enough uh, food into you for your body to grow. Like you know, yeah, so. it's massive, and obviously. It's the development year, so just yeah. let them grow and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And are they doing? Are the younger ones then done age grade and weight, or is it just weight? Or uh, for national competitions, it'd be age and height. Oh, okay. Because they're too young. Yeah, yeah. And um, but then if you go to international competitions, it'll be done on weight. Okay. 
and kickboxing in itself right we all as we know there's the boxing there's the MMAs there's everything and anything I know Sirish love a bit of a scrap what is different in kickboxing what little nugget compared to the rest that you have that the others mightn't so to speak well in boxing you're only restricted to True. using your hands don't even uh, have a fight <laughs> yeah it's not a real fight until you use your legs uh, I think it's just like it's unique because it's fast and you're literally in and out yeah so like if we get a punch or a kick they stop the fight to give us the point you get me like, yeah 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 uh, and then that's points fighting and then if you do light contact it's light boxing it's yeah. continuous it's, it's called continuous yeah. sparring also it's like boxing but you use your feet and then the referee will break it if it gets too sloppy like um so you're getting like the best of both worlds if you want to say like once like you keep going until the referee stops it and then the next one's fast and explosive you get your score you get your point and mm. so now obviously you use your feet how long does it take for your feet to really get accustomed to kind of constant kicking or does it my ever my feet still aren't custom really? still <laughs> <laughs> no, I always remember one of McGregor's fights where he used his feet a lot and he could barely walk as soon as the fight was finished and I thought obviously with you guys would, it, would eventually the muscles and the nerves kind of build up a resistance and obviously you say no I think I was just born with a good leg yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not born. taking a kick that's the end of it I've made no, my decision I'm not taking one there, go, there goes your photo yeah. from there. <laughs> and how about yourselves lads how do you find it obviously with the hands and stuff is one thing but how do you find the kicks and stuff do you get a bit of aches and pains after a good training session or a spar uh, yeah like after competitions when like you have a few fights after like you're just knackered at the end and you're just like oh, you can barely walk you just want to go home and sleep really well so I do anyway you know <laughs> now about yourself Jared. what how do you what find it now after a good session and plenty of kicking and stuff do you find the old aches and pains and do you have to ice the feet uh, no but I feel really tired <laughs> you feel really tired puts you to bed and it gets you a good night's sleep so listen we're going to go to a quick break and then we're going to go to a song and then we're going to grill uh, Nathan and Jared a little bit about uh, their trainers <laughs> and uh, if you want them to stay in the room that's fine if you get that, you, but they'll still hear you on the radio outside so you might as well just say it to their face but anyway we're going to go to a quick break and then we'll come back Uh, good morning, welcome back here on the 29th of October. It's our spooky weekend. That was uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by the Blue Oyster Cult. We have the guys from Spartan uh, here. Uh, I keep saying it. It's just Spartan, isn't it? It's Spartan Luke on that main. Spartan Luke. I keep, keep going to say Spartan kickboxing, but we get, we get the idea. But we have all the gang here. We have Sophie, Nate, and Jared, and Jordan here. So we're going to interrogate the boys a little bit here, Jared and uh, Nathan, about uh, Sophie and, uh, and Jordan as the two of them just stared them going, Yeah, I, I can kick and punch you in training here, so be careful. <laughs> Listen, how are, the, how are the gang of training? Are they good coaches? Uh, I like them anyway. Now, is it because he's right beside you, or? <laughs> no, it's not, because, like, you know, when you're, like, kicking or punching a pad, it's not, like, oh, just punch it, like, they'll go through, like, every little thing just to get it better, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like them. And are they nice and calm all the time, nice and steady, keeping it cool? Yeah, it's okay, you got it wrong for a million times, but no, it's nice and cool. Or will they... Uh, most of the time, I Who will be the most likely to get a little bit frustrated? Uh, I'd say Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Sophie keeps it nice and cool, yeah? Yeah. Nice and relaxed. Jordan doesn't see the things higher. <laughs> I'd be the one that is shouting at them. So yeah. he would be like, like getting angry, 
but they're saying it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Get that then there, will you? Get that then. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, and it's fun, obviously. It's not just training, it's not just a, but the, the, it's a good, fun, interesting uh, session for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's because like, you're with your friends. You know? Exactly. And what would you say most if there's kids were thinking about getting in on it as well? Like, what would be one of the best things you could say to them to get in if you want to get involved? I don't know, really, because it helps you, like, in loads of different things, like, you know, meeting friends and then yeah. fitness. And I suppose confidence would be massive because you, yeah. you can hold your own now, you can defend yourself if, yeah. if needs be. And another so, thing is, like, in kickboxing or any martial arts, like, you get friends internationally, like, you'd see every football fan hates every every football team fan, like, hates the other team. Yeah, And true. they don't want anything got to do with them, they're like, F this, F that. Yeah. Like... But in kickboxing, on the mats, you just want to bait each other. Yeah. Off it, you're our best friends, like, and you just will talk for the whole competition, which is great. I have myself and Sophie, and probably Nate and Nell has friends internationally. Yeah. Like, and we talk on Facebook, we tag each other, and everything. Like, yeah. it's it's great, like that. Like, it's easy. that's the one thing you notice in combat sports is the respect, yeah. because at the end of the day, you're you're putting yourselves out there, you're putting mm-hmm. yourself out to get a hurt. So yeah. I suppose when it's over you can't help but put your hand out and say well done yeah. you know we both had the bravery I suppose to get in in the first place yeah. let alone uh, you gladly go like do you want to come for dinner yeah just as friends like you know yeah. after it like we black guys like yeah do you want to come for dinner <laughs> do you want to get something to eat like it's great like that and would you just kind of advertise that a little bit to the guys obviously you know it's strictly for training <laughs> don't be going out and kind of picking on stuff but is that a big thing about behaviour and discipline if he's heard about one of the lads potentially yeah. using something is it not, not, I'd like to think it hasn't happened but you well, obviously put that across to them. We haven't heard anything yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, obviously it teaches them to travel punch, which is very yeah. important in this world. It's getting dangerous everywhere you go. Yeah, even. you can say that again. Um, but uh, it also teaches you not not to want to do it outside. Like, I've always, like, even though I've been doing kickboxing and taekwondo since I'm four, nearly 20 now, but like, it, I don't want to fight outside. Like, it teaches you that. Like, it, like, you just have to have a bit of confidence in yourself that you don't want to knock the person out though uh, like these are classed as weapons now since we do kickboxing so uh, we can go to court and go to jail because of it like you know if we go past our Mm. self defence if you'd want to say but it it teaches you the discipline to like no I'm not like others I don't want to start fighting like you think oh I do kickboxing I do I'm going to go out here and base someone like for the crack no it doesn't teach you that which is good Mm. Um, I don't want to cause a fight obviously I'd defend myself if I had to to, but I don't go out to start fights just because I do kickboxing and is there a big kind of comradeship between the you know Spartan Lucan as a team like would there be would you guys have be really close with everybody in or do you kind of go in and say well I'm just going in to look after myself now or kind of train myself uh, I don't know really because you know like I'm like the biggest there and everybody else is smaller than me I'm like oh, you know am I healthy you know I can't go full on it's not fair so you know because they're little than me I'll be like alright I can help them with this and then you know so like uh, I might be better than someone that's something so I can help them with that like let's say for punches but then if someone's better than kicking at me they can help me with that so so being the biggest now will you kind of have to go in with the likes of Jordan and Sophie uh, yeah sometimes and they go easy on you uh, I don't know really <laughs> <laughs> put it this way does it hurt uh, they don't really try to hit me hard anyway or you or, or can they not hit you? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, they can. <laughs> no, you too quick. You too quick to avoid it. <laughs> they, they can if they want, but they just don't hit me hard. Yeah. Thankfully, you're too quick, are you? 
Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I could just see the daggers selfish yeah, yeah, chucking yeah. across <laughs> over here going be careful Ch- what Tuesday you session could be interesting Sunday session they're in oh today. you said you're in today are you always in on a Sunday or is it just with the uh, no uh, it's training in Blanchardstown today oh, right. fantastic. and is the one in Blanchard that kind of the main hub yeah so that'd be the main yeah. club and academy if you want to call it. And how many it. clubs is there now at this just stage? Two. Just the two. Yeah. So this is the first kind of branch out. Yes. And any reason why it was Lucan or was it just because I'm from I'm, I'm from here yeah. originally. Yeah. Um, just wanted to keep it in Yon Down and semi old primary school as well. Yeah. So it was kind of more your baby. Did you kind of push this, or was it something that they were looking at? And uh, no, myself and Sophie uh, wanted to open up a club, um, a kickboxing club. And um, our coach just better us. Yeah. And yeah. he helped us open it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Just fair play. And can we get what ages are you guys? Nineteen. Nineteen. I just setting up your own club at nineteen. Nice bit of ambition, huh? Oh phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. I'm still sitting here in the sweat box at thirty seven going, someday I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm only the blow in on this show. <laughs> I'm the Ollie Gunner Soul this. I'm just happy for the call up. <laughs> uh, and Obviously, what's the mix rate then in the club? Is it kind of percentage-wise between boys and girls at the minute? Um, I say there's mainly boys, but mm. th- we do have a good few girls yeah. compared to when I started doing it. Yeah, like I was probably like the only girl. Yeah, be two or three of us. But now there's about ten girls. Yeah, the considering what six months in, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And it was a kind of just one or two, and then they brought in more friends, or were they kind of all there no, from the start? The start mm-hmm. There was yeah. always a good few girls. Because I know little Tegan on the I know, I know her. Like I know her family quite yeah. well. How is yeah. she? Good. Yeah, she's good. good. Not messing, yeah. yeah. A bit afraid sometimes. Afraid to punch, afraid to kick, but she's getting there. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. all happens. Everyone's people to be like that even though you have all the padding on they'd be closing their eyes and <laughs> like. Oh, it's like that initial kind of. Like, <laughs> and. In your sport, obviously, is it a bit safety conscious? Like, obviously, there isn't. You don't kind of get. You don't get knocked out or kind of buzzed in your kind of. Well, you, obviously, you can. But is it kind of? Do they jump in a fairly straight? Like, if they catch you with a good clean punch, do they stop you and give it a count, or what way does it work? Um, you mainly stop time. And yeah. They'll put you on a clock for two minutes, yeah. and the medic would come over and make sure you're okay. And that. Yeah. Uh, but if it's mainly up to you if you feel okay. You can go back out. So it's not that you don't get a standing counter no, like that no. the way you wouldn't buck it. It's weird though, um there is no contact uh there is no rule about ex- excessive contact in point fighting. Right. Mm. So like you can hit as hard as you want. Yeah. Um and if you get buzzed, like if you get hit hard, it's medic you have two minutes, but like if you have to call the medic again, just say the first time yeah. you you ran thirty seconds of the medic time, the next time you only have a minute and a half, so it goes okay. down every time, like you know, and then the medic if you get called by the medic about three or four times, the medic would be just like here, you can't fight. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, so you're able to hard like. in your career, what was kind of the worst punch or potential kick that you got that I got split open <laughs> <laughs> in training it was my own fault I wasn't wearing a helmet right. uh, I was fighting uh, I fell out and he just defended a bit too slow and I attacked a bit too fast and I ran into his elbow simple as that got split open seven stitches yeah and the likes of yourselves and obviously you've been in it so long like what's the kind of worst injuries you, you just pick up yourselves is it more niggles and muscles or is it kind of obviously from the contact side of things uh, well, I did break my wrist, yeah. but that was actually, um wasn't fighting or anything, I was running and training and I fell. 
<laughs> Combat spar is the worst thing. Yeah. So running's more dangerous for you than actually getting yeah. in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably more black guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. So he's been very lucky, like that kind of yeah. superficial. It's what weird. do you guys wear protective? You were saying you have helmets. Helmet yeah. guard, gum shield, uh, gloves, boots, and chin pads. So there's plenty. Yeah. These wear that kind of. Do you know what you seen? Do you wear that kind of chest one now? Uh, yeah, kind of no, whatever no. it is. No, no, sorry. I thought you meant that, like a chest guard. No, like the girls have oh, to wear a chest guard. Oh, like no, it's like no, 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 yeah. no. That's which is good as well. Yeah. So, Jared, have you competed yet in any competition, or when? When's the plan for you? You hope. Um, I find How'd you find it? Uh, hard. Yeah. What What's it like for you, kind of going? How old do you know yourself, me? Um, ten. Ten. So, I've never been in a fight myself like a proper proper fight no. almost ever let alone in in, 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 a, in a combat sport or any kind of thing so what how, do you, how did you find it getting into the ring and staring over at the other guy before and did you get nerves were you scared or were you just kind of were you looking forward to it um, I was nervous but I really wanted to do it yeah and how did you find it how did you get on in the end what was the result uh, A4 to you and is it very much is it clean shots where you get the point a good clean hit is there a couple of judges and if they all kind of yeah there's three referees on the map and so if there was two people giving a score yeah. then they get the score yeah. and it's clean shots to different parts certain parts of the body or just uh, to the chest or the belly and to the head that's pretty much it then yeah. so yeah. there's no kind of kicking on the toys or anything like that the way no. you see in other sports where they're trying to deaden them or anything like that you can't, it, that is in kickboxing but uh, different it's not style no it's yeah. different style of fighting like right. there's, in Waco there's loads of different fighting there's K1 there is full contact there's point fighting there's light contact there's low kick and kick light which so the points nice. would be very much more technical than I presume very yeah. technical and very yeah. fast yeah and same as light contact you can bring the points into the light contact which is what's changing into now it's ages ago you just go in there and just want if you want a brawl you just give someone a knock but now it's, it's getting more technical now and um, unfortunately when Gerard was fighting you get some of these people that oh yeah I'm a beginner but they've been doing it about two years oh, oh, it's right. the first competition I've seen you like three times yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean uh, so unfortunately there, no matter what sport there is always a bit of that going oh yeah on. big oh, time yeah. 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 different clubs different clubs do be like that um but uh, unfortunately, Jared had one of those people. Yeah. Um, but he has very good potential. Yeah. Very good. Um, the splits. What would be your kind of? Are you just happy to be kind of out there at the moment, or what? Are you what would you look at in further afield? What would you like to get your hands on, or what uh, would you? I don't know. Really, just go for as long as I can. Yeah. You know, try and win as much as I can. Like get where these are. Hopefully, yeah. one day. <laughs> Maybe even better. But that's what's the great thing about having yeah. the two lads there. They've been there and done it and are still doing it. So still it goes to show you that there is a pathway for you guys. And obviously, just make sure you listen to them. <laughs> Don't get hit too hard. Yeah. So listen, what are the fees for the club? Or what is it? Say somebody wants to join today that's listening and wants to get in on the club. What way does it work for you guys? Um, well, if you want to, if it's one person they want to train twice a week, it's 45. For, and what, how long is that for? Uh, the month for the month yeah right. and then if you only want to train one day a week it's 30 euro yeah and he's just doing on a monthly basis at the moment for, for people or anything like yeah that. well you can pay as you go so yeah. maybe if you want to try it out for your first class it's 8 euro and is it open at the moment that say I had a kid 5, 6 year old and I want, can I just kind of come in not just walk in on a Tuesday but can I get in contact and just bring him in just to get a feel what yeah. ways of work at the moment is there's yeah. room at the minute um, yeah it's obviously getting a bit uh, t- 
quite on space at the minute yeah. but we will we do have like um I'll just say like a limit of amount of people but the majority of people just text on the Spartan Luke on Facebook page and um just ask can they come and I was like yeah just uh, there's no free there's no free class yeah. as such they pay 8 euro yeah. but then that 8 euro will be taken off the monthly fee if they decide to join so it's technically a yeah. free class if you want to say but um, it, it, like yeah so at the moment there's still a bit of room if anyone wants to come in and join yeah, yeah. Few spaces, yeah. and what's the what's the plans for the future of Spartan Lucan Get, get our own place yeah. hopefully it'd be as big as Robbie's club yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, have a few champions of your own as well yeah definitely yeah. Oh, well listen it's been great having you in and I really wish the two of you guys all the best and it's a oh, actually it's quite admirable to hear you talking about how much you enjoy it and how much you aspire to kind of get up to the lads level and stuff and it's not just a bit of fun and as much as it is but it's nice to know there's a bit of a target and a bit of golf for you guys and as for you too it's full credit to you it's 19 years of age starting it up and I really, really hope it, it it goes as strong as it has been, as it is and will be. And the fact that it's only been there since March and how many did you say you have in? About thirty on the road. Yeah, fantastic and hopefully onwards and upwards for you guys. Absolutely. Please keep us informed of any competitions coming yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what we do. Much of a shout that's out. what we do with all the guys and that's coming up, we'll give you a nod and we can always ring easy end before any big competitions yeah. and help yeah. push anything along and whatever we can do to help you guys. Anybody out there that wants to chuck a bit of sponsorship. And as I said, I'm not getting a kick it today, I haven't no. <laughs> sick for the last few days, I haven't got it in me, but uh, <laughs> we just stay with us for a few minutes and uh, but listen, thanks very much for you guys and uh, wish you all the best. Thank, Thank you very much, thanks for having Thank us. You. Welcome back. We've literally just checked the uh, tracker. She's literally only about two minutes into the race. So she's literally just gone Best past Best of luck, Caroline. Line. So she's in now. She's out there. And there's no going back. <laughs> only another 26.2 miles to go. 26.1 maybe. She <laughs> Hopefully. But uh, yeah, there was, they were, the, the Leap gang were, out, were off at uh, 9 o'clock. And then there was different starts, which is the right way to do it. Because it's getting... Like, I think her number was one... It's 19,459. So I'm presuming it's in, it's in order. So... From two or three thousand up about ten or fifteen years ago, if there's as, if if there is as many as that doing it, that's phenomenal. There, but as we said, the running's booming anyway. Anyway, going to uh, spookier times. Where oh, we had spooky stadiums. Do you like that? I do. Setting the mood. <laughs> I'm already setting the mood. Give well, us your best spooky stadium. Sorry, spooky stadiums. Stadium alive. With Sunderland, right? Okay. There's apparently there's a ghost there that uh, two groundsmen have seen. Stephen Elliott. Irish centre forward claims he's seen it Ooh. apparently it's believed to be some spotty that used to guide the ships in okay then you have uh, the Ghazi Stadium this is a proper scary one okay that's in Kabul in Afghanistan and there was so many people executed there by the Taliban right that they said the, bl- the blood soaked pitch would not let the grass grow long again <laughs> That's how scary it was. So the groundsmen won't go in there at night. They thought they'd exercise the demons by putting an astro pitch in. All right, okay. Still, not a chance. Nobody going near the place. Scary as. Highbury. But that, was, that was a bit of a yeah, scary. The former yeah. Arsenal place. Believed to be haunted by uh, Herb Chapman, former manager. The far, yeah, and, manager. And, and the horse that died in the building of the North Bank. <laughs> okay. What was the horse doing to build the North Bank? I'm sure it was pulling 
it's, it's going to hurt its music up again. Ooh, anyway. Now, more going. recently, there is a tall, slim, ghostly figure that still haunts Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know where he is. I did not see Who him. hasn't got very good eyesight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, St. Mary's in Southampton. It yeah. should be a new stadium. Yeah, it's only a couple of years old. What the they, it's on an ancient burial site, is it? Pre-Christian uh, tombs were disturbed apparently during the Out construction. Like, yes. <laughs> now, you see, the thing about it is, we'd all jo- joke and laugh about it, but we all know how superstitious footballers are. Sorry. We all know how superstitious footballers are. So the thing was, even though they had this whole thing of, oh, you've disturbed the site, the ground will be cursed, and people were like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever, they still got in a pagan white witch <laughs> to rid the ground of evil before they opened I was going to say, yeah, they the hadn't won a game when it first opened for ages. That's what I thought. They painted phoenixes or something. They'd done all sorts. They did everything. Yeah. Because the thing is, you never know. They it's might be right. The music again. And then last one then... Last one, and this is one I want. I want you're gonna have to check this out yourself on YouTube, okay? Estadio de Drago, that's okay. Porto's ground. That's Porto's ground. Champions League match between PSG and Porto a few years ago, okay? James, Don't Ro- there was a ghost in the pitch, like three men and a baby or something. James Rodriguez, yeah, scores the winner, goes over to celebrate in the crowd, okay? And there's a ghost in the second row. <laughs> I swear to check it out, okay? What did you say? A ghost in the second row. Right. He'd even afford the decent seats. You know that kind of. <laughs> but yeah, no, check it out. There is the, there is little. James Rodriguez, Champions League ghost. Yeah, YouTube. It. Get over. It's it. three men and a baby stuff. Is it like in, behind the exactly court? like three men and a baby? Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a horror That's stories a are breakdown. available. What a horror stories are available. Just go to Anfield any Saturday at 3 o'clock and <laughs> Old Trafford as well there's plenty of going around but there's uh, a ghostly defender that's a little Halloween team anyway which is always nice but uh, yeah there's plenty of them around so on a more serious note unfortunately but fortunately for us because we get to advertise on just how important it is Clark Carlisle former Burnley defender and he was kind of the chairman of the PFA which is actually for players welfare um, has demons himself Um Sorry, mate, can you just Google yeah. it there? Because I actually got rid of it because I got too excited myself. It's just uh, Claire Carlyle, Five Life. Um, he went missing there a few a few weeks ago. And his family went on a serious social media um, campaign to try and find him. And thankfully he was found. Um, and he went missing for obvious reasons, as he explained himself. Um, that's the one there that I have there in the purple just pause it there because it's going to go straight into it if you don't mind mate um, but basically it's about when he was found in Liverpool by a complete stranger and it's an incredible story it wasn't just any stranger you know um, I'm not saying he was famous or anything like that but it's just it's a bit tough it's a bit deep but uh, it's, I think it's only fair that it's out there and November's coming up obviously on the 1st of November and we'll come into the reason why we're going to give that a nod because it's not just for testicular cancer anymore it's for mental health awareness and suicide prevention and all this kind of crack so we'll bring it up a little bit just after this little clip we're not going to play the whole lot but it's very much the first minute of when this guy found him in the park that's in the park and um, a guy a guy came over and he said oh I thought it was you um, he said you know your family's looking for you Obviously, I'd, I'd guessed as much, but I didn't know the extent of of, uh, of how far it had gone. And, In the uh, media and so Yeah, and uh, this guy, you know, sadly for him, his friend had, had, had killed himself a few days earlier. And he said, I thought this was you, uh, and I could not go by not checking. 
because he'd heard the state that I was in and uh, he just wanted to help. And, you know, I didn't want his help, Adrian. I didn't want his help sat in that park. But this guy came and sat next to me, hugged me. He cried on my, he cried on my shoulder, uh, just, just urging me to get in touch with my family. Um, some, something that you said earlier to me, Carrie, when we had a coffee about, mm. you know, the, and I've heard this before as well, and it, is that he, he was kind of all right on the morning he disappeared. Oh, Where kind of, in Clark's head, his mind's made up. Yeah. So suddenly the sun had come out and you thought he'd turned the corner. Yeah, that was the hardest thing, to be honest. Um, because he was happy and I said to him, well, you've turned a corner. And he was like, yeah, well, we didn't know there were, I didn't know there were completely different corners. Mm. And that was the, that was what would wake me up at night when he was in hospital. I thought, oh my God, he was happy. Like, and he wasn't happy. He just, he couldn't feel anything for a start. So he wasn't happy. But yeah, I thought, oh my gosh, he, he, that's how badly he needed to not be here. Because I know how much he loves me. You know, he worships mm. the ground to walk on, but... Oh, that day, like, just, just knowing the sheer relief he felt made me realise, in the retrospect, how genuinely deceptive, manipulative and horrible this illness is. So there you go, and it's a bit of, a bit of grim stuff from Farty from Claire Carlyle there, but it just goes to show you, like, and as his wife said there, just how happy he was that morning because he realised the job was done and he was able to get away from the 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 pain and whatever's going on in his mind and she thought he turned a corner when actually he didn't he was literally at his lowest ebb but he was happy in himself because he was happier to not be around and it just goes to show you these guys are professional footballers and you think they have the dream life and Gary Speed always comes to mind he had his dream job uh, managing the national team and he went too soon and he never showed any signs of it and it just goes to show you like no matter who you are or what walk of life you are it can affect us all and this, the famous phrase, as we all know now, it's, it's okay not to be okay. But uh, as you were saying there, you're doing it your good self. You're doing November. On the I am. The Ronnie is coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've managed to organise a gang of lads and work to do it. Because obviously we work in a school with... Um, we work in a school with... That is basically 13 to... 12 to 18, 18, 19 year old lads. Plus you've got a load of male staff and past men and all that kind of stuff. And basically we just want to raise awareness. Yeah, and the big thing with Movember this year, it's not just the testicular cancer, yeah. like you said. There's prostate cancer. There's men's health in general. Yeah, we just don't talk about these things enough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but one of the other sides is that side of mental health and suicide prevention, and like that, it's basically let's open up the, the yeah. conversation now. Exactly. I just start talking about it. If you're feeling down, you gotta get out and say it to somebody. Exactly. There's so much love and there's so much care out there, and we just want to get that out to as many people, starting with the young lads. But then anybody that's listening there today, so little shout out if you do get a chance to chuck in a, uh, a donation on Movember, just come into Movember.ie and uh, search Castanock College, and you'll find me and all the lads and just any help. But realistically, the awareness is what's going to save lives as much as the money will. Exactly. So it just goes to show you, just get out there and talk to each other. And but listen, enjoy the rest of the bank holiday weekend. Uh, my sister, she's five or six minutes in now, so hopefully she's nearly getting her first mile done. But if she's doing a second wind is kicking yeah, in, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the drugs and the sugar uh, are the under second jam sandwich. But anyone out, anyone that you know that's out there running, uh, we wish them all the very best and uh, have a great day.